True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. How to break free from your attachments. Why would anyone want to break free from their spiritual, emotional, or even physical attachments? I'll give you just one reason, and I'll do it in one word. Suffering. Every time that you hold on to something, you're in for pain. This agony won't always be experienced in the beginning. It can build up over time, and when it does, it's going to hurt. This sounds like a pretty unpleasant way to begin our dialogue, but it doesn't have to be. It's actually extremely liberating to know the truth. Being attached may seem hard because it's so easy to develop a habit of hanging on. I'm promoting the opposite, as in the art of letting go. Let me share with you a very concise paragraph that I channeled on our topic in how to break free from your attachments. The attachments that we create become the mountains of the mind. The greater the attachment, the higher the mountain. Until at one point there's a break in our conscious awareness that these silly attachments no longer challenge our sense of adventure, but only act as a means of distraction and suffering. My purpose in this moment is to share with you very specific ways in which you can detach. Consider this a real experience. In this world of cause and effect, learning to detach will enhance your power to create. What's the difference between attachment and detachment? There are several kinds of attachment. As a baby, you could be emotionally attached to your mother. You might have been physically attached to your baby blanket as an infant. You still could be spiritually attached to your dead, deceased grandmother who has passed. Every kind of attachment is a bond. If you like, think of it as a cord. Attachments are made by you. Certainly, your attachments can be passed down through your family lineage, but in the end, you choose them. Here's the kicker. Our attachments are usually well-intentioned. If being around your mom felt good, then it's likely you created an attachment. This is biologically normal. Detachment in simple terms is letting go. Any child growing up with an alcoholic parent may have trouble in detaching. It's quite predictable that children from these kinds of households take care of their parents. In essence, these children grow up parenting their parents. The difficulty in children detaching from their parents in this kind of situation is letting the kids know that it's not their fault or issue. For children, even adult children, this can be confusing in deciding if it's okay to let go. It can feel like you're injuring somebody by letting them go. Detaching, in all cases, is easiest in compassion and love. What if it doesn't feel good to let go? Let me clarify this question or thought. Feel good for whom? Most people who say that they don't feel good in detaching are, in fact, attached to the emotions, 
thoughts, or even the actions of the person that they're wanting to detach from. (laughs) Does this sound too complicated? Well, let me break it down. If you're detaching from someone who's dependent upon you, which means, of course, that they're attached, then they may threaten to squeal like a pig if you let them go. If this comes up for you, then you have even more evidence and encouragement to detach sooner than later. You will always feel good in letting go, even if your mind is conditioned otherwise. Sometimes it may take a minute for you to feel good, but in the end, it will always feel great to detach. There's a freedom in letting go. If you're letting go of something, then you might have some short-term remorse, but in the end, you're going to feel freer. When it comes to clothes, my sister-in-law once had her own department store that said, if it didn't fit or it wasn't fashionable or becoming to her, she let it go. She was a wonderful example. What's the real benefit in releasing your attachments? It's freeing. When things are simple, you'll always feel freer, better. There's a lot of energy in attachment. Think of your own clothes closet. Maybe there's a thing or two that you've been holding on to for more than two years. If you haven't worn it or used it in the last 24 months, maybe it's time to detach. Some friends of ours once owned an antique store in the Midwest. When they moved to Arizona over 15 years ago, they rented two air-conditioned storage units to store all of their leftover inventory. The combined monthly storage bills were expensive, a house payment in some parts of Phoenix, but they made them every month. Recently, they decided, whatever's in those storage units, we don't need it anymore. What antiques didn't sell, my friends gave them away. Their energy changed. It wasn't about the lost money and storing stuff they didn't want or need any longer. It was a decision to move forward. Simplifying your life is always going to feel good. Attachments are a lot like debt. Nobody wants to pay interest on something that they don't have any longer. Energetically, detaching is the same as physically releasing. As an example, if you're able to let go of a previous relationship, you're freeing yourself up for something new. I remember meeting a woman who cantankerously fumed about an ex-husband 20 years ago. They had no children. Whatever assets that they had together had been split up at the time of their divorce. But listening to this woman speak, you'd think that she just got divorced last week. This kind of attachment is a heavy burden, and it comes at a high cost. Holding on to your attachments, whether they are emotional or physical, is a debt. One that straps you down. I like to think of these cords of attachment like a spider's web. Unto itself, each thread of the web is easy to break, but as new threads are made, the attachment becomes a thick layer. Our attachments can manifest in the body just like a spider's web. In your body, it's called the myofascial tissue. Most people don't know that the myofascial fibers compose the largest system of the body. We want connection, but we don't want debt, burdens, weights, or constraint. Isn't being attached sometimes good? If letting go of inequitable attachments is easy, letting go of what you like or what feels good can be problematic. Here's the deal. Attachment of any kind isn't welcomed. You're going to ask why, so let me tell you. When you won't free something, especially something good, you're not open to the next experience. 
When you detach yourself from something that you very much enjoyed, you avail yourself for more pleasure, not less. This is best understood with an example. Let's pretend that when you were 20, you went to the beach at sunset with a bunch of friends. At the beach, you meet somebody new. You both make a very strong romantic connection. The whole evening is a blur in the best of conversation. Being at the ocean after dark, holding hands, and kissing somebody new. If you attach to this amorous evening, then it keeps you from creating another one. Even if you're with the same person and you both attempt to retrace everything that you did previously, it won't be the same. Your attachment to the past prevents you from being present. There's magic in the power of now. If you're attached, you actually distract yourself from being present. Your mind and body may still be going back in time in hopes of recreating that scene or that situation. At the very least, this creates disappointment. If these thoughts continue, you may find that you prefer to be alone instead of being accompanied. What happened? And you're chaining yourself to something good. You make it impossible to enjoy the next moment. If you've experienced this, then you already know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you might feel disheartened and even upset that you can't recreate these special feelings again. Negotiating your attachments isn't a good idea. I know, I've done it. I've made little deals with myself that I'll keep this attachment, but I'll release that one. It's the let's make a deal of attachments. In negotiating detachment, you activate even more energy tied to the person, place, or thing. Your allocation of energy is everything. As you go forward, you do yourself quite a favor to be free of the past and your attachments so you can continue to advance. When you manage your attachments, it drains you energetically. It may sound weird, but think of the responsibilities of a librarian. You have to catalog each attachment like a book in organizing what will be released and what will be kept Releasing all of your attachments is like having a to-do list with nothing on it. As you try to negotiate your attachments, there's an increased energy in your trying to keep track of the various categories. And managing these attachments takes from you, consuming your time and energy. In one way, attachments are like weeds. They'll want to sprout up all over your life. I don't know of anyone who is perfect in the process of detaching. But you'll find the happiest people on earth are those who are consciously exercising their choice to remain unencumbered. At this juncture, let's talk specifically about how you can break free from your attachments. Seeing your attachments. If you've ever gone bowling, you know that you have to stand on the line, bowling ball in hand, staring at 10 bowling pins set down in an equilateral triangle. If you bowl correctly, you can hit the pins in such a way to take all 10 pins out. That's called a strike. I'm not the biggest fan of bowling, but I do like the efficiency, and so will you. In learning how to remove your detachments, you've got to be able to identify them. As you recognize individual attachments, you're going to notice that they appear in clumps, clusters, or patterns. This is really good, because like bowling, with a little focus to concentration, you can take a whole bunch of attachments out in a single maneuver. If I've got you excited about detaching in bulk, then I'm enthusiastic too. But let's reel it back just a little. 
If you want to rid yourself of attachment, I'll take you to those places where you're likely to find groups of them. It's said that the kitchen sponge has more germs than a public restroom. You and I are looking for places where attachments gather and grow, just like the germs on the common kitchen sponge. Where to find your strongest attachments? Let's play a little game. I'm going to ask you a multiple choice question, just one, and you get to pick the best answer. Ready? Where will you find your greatest number of attachments? A. Your birth family. B. Your spouse and family. C. Your address book. D. People you've dated. E. All the above. Okay, you've got a 20% chance of answering this question correctly. Well, what's your answer? I've made it pretty easy, don't you think? It's all of the above. If you went to your phone, computer, or iPad and loaded up your address book, I think you're going to find a whole bunch of attachments in there. It wouldn't hurt to really sit down and feel how, when, and even why some of these attachments came to be. Then pull out your Harry Potter wand and release them. How to release your first attachment. You see it. It's not pretty, but it's an attachment anyway. Oftentimes, attachments go to certain places or epicenters within your body. They are called chakras. Feel where this attachment might originate in or on your body. See it. Now focus in releasing it. It's as simple as sending a letter. Once you drop your letter into a mailbox, you can't retrieve it. It's gone. Same thing here. Be clear, once you've initiated your intent to severe the core-like attachment, that it's released. If you're sensitive or empathetic, then you'll feel it. A word of caution. If you're detaching from somebody, and that somebody has been clinging, they may reach out and try and reattach. Stand firm. You don't need to fill other people's gas tanks. Independency, somebody may feel you're letting go and want to negotiate with you and how to remain connected. Don't pick up the phone. Don't respond to the text. Don't do anything except stay resolute that your detaching is real. After you've detached once, now it's time to do it again. This process is exactly like cleaning out your clothes closet. When you throw out the first article of clothing, the subsequent decisions to throw things out become easier. Lovingly, place these items in a detachment pile. Then randomly choose another name out of your address book. Are you attached to this person in any way? If you are, in what ways are you attached? Maybe it's a physical attachment. I once paid for a big-ticket item for my brother-in-law using my credit card. He never paid me back. This amount became my debt. In this scenario, I needed to make sure that I was physically as well as emotionally detached from this event. We all know that it's only money. I needed to let go. When I did, I felt free. Weird? Not really. There's a correlation. How do you know if you're truly detached? You can feel it. Most of the time, you'll feel more open in the very moment of your letting go. If you've been holding on to something for a long time, it may take your body and mind a minute to get used to no longer carrying the weight or the debt. Don't fool yourself about letting go if you haven't. There are times you may think you have let go when in fact you haven't. Being honest with yourself is vital in your detaching. By the way, there's no harm in releasing incrementally.
There may be times or situations when you're unable to let go in a single swoop. Own it. Don't resist the fact that you couldn't release in one sitting. That said, be diligent and focused in seeing it through. If you remain dedicated to your detachment, you will have what you're asking for. Can we talk about spiritually releasing an attachment? The process of detaching is done virtually the same way if the person, thing, or event is tangible. Let me restate that. If you're trying to release someone who's no longer alive, the process is the same. It may seem unexpected that you would have attachments to people who you've once known or shared experiences with, but not really, right? I think releasing spiritually is immensely important. The reason why I say this is because I know a lot of people who are truly unaware of their attachments, especially in the spiritual world. As we've been talking, there are no such things as good or bad attachments. Attachments are weights, burdens, or debts that keep you from being and expressing yourself in totality. Attending to any of your spiritual attachments, in one sense, is more important than dealing with your physical or emotional attachments. Technically, it's all the same. As you already know, you can't release a spiritual attachment if you're not willing to acknowledge its presence. I'm putting aside any story or reasons why a spiritual attachment exists. I'm just commenting that it's undesired. Spiritually letting go is done through free will choice. However, you may have been hung up on the idea that the deceased in spiritual form should be the first to let go. Without offending anybody, this is a silly thought. Does it really matter if I tell you that I like you before waiting for you to tell me that you like me first? No, it doesn't matter. There are plenty of circumstances where I've helped someone detach from someone who's passed. And there are cases when someone's soul is still clinging on. As a quick note, this will only happen physically or spiritually if somebody is dependent. Helping the spirit to let go of the physical, and even you the person, should that be the case, is a tremendous releasement for them too. It's a path to moving forward. Detaching doesn't mean that you can't remember. It's about letting go so that you can once again be free. It's time to let you go. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. Let me offer this summary as our conclusion on how to break free from your attachments. In the beginning, I said I would offer you some very specific ways to detach. We now know attachment is a cord that can be created emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Being attached always comes at a cost, and that is always going to be your suffering. Yes, others can suffer too by being attached, but in this moment, I'm concentrating with you. How to detach comes in your seeing your attachment. We also discuss places where you're most likely to find where you are attached. Oftentimes, your attachments grow like weeds. Getting rid of one is as simple as getting rid of them all. We also discussed in our bowling analogy that if you're interested in releasing a whole acre of attachments, you can We also learned that cleaning your clothes closet is exactly how to detach. Once you start clearing the clutter, it gets easier as you go. The key here is to continue cleaning. This is suggested only because the mind continues to create new attachments the moment that you release the old ones. Think of it like this, like you've just cleaned your garage only to go out after the garage is finished to another family's garage sale to buy things and bring it home and put it in your garage that you don't need. Lastly, you know you've truly detached because of how it feels. This can take place concurrently, and if it takes time, so be it. Continue to be persistent in your letting go, even if something isn't perfectly released in your first attempt. Be patient while also being reminded that letting go is actually quite easy. 
Remember, always, that being detached means that you're free. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review, or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products, also my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.